This program is sponsored by the partners and friends of True Agape Christian Church. Break this down right quick because we ain't got a lot of time. Psalm, Psalm 23 and verse 1. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Say shepherd. Say shepherd. And I shall not want. Why? Because he leadeth me into green pasture. That's why. He leave me side still water. Get what? He restored my soul. He leadeth me in a path of for his name's sake. Yea, though. I walk through, through, say through, say through. The valley of shadow of death. I feel no evil. For what? Because he's with me. His rod and staff, they what? Comfort me. He prepared a table before me, right in the presence of my enemies. Amen. Get what he do. He anoint my head with all what? My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the presence of the Lord in the house of God forever. Think about that. And Christians don't take advantage of these sweet scriptures. They don't, they don't even think about what they're really saying. Think about what God said you shall not want. I, I, I be talking to God when I be reading scripture. I said, Lord, we shall not walk. He said, you shall not. God. God, God, I shall not walk. He said, you shall not. Haven't you read Psalms 37 and 4? I said, yes, sir. Let me look and see. Amen. He that delight himself in, in the Lord, the Lord give him the desires of his heart. I said, God, come on. Preachers tell us that God don't give you these. So he just said, give you need. But he don't do, do all this. God said, I wrote that book. God said, I wrote that book. And, and we may get in the pulpit and try to change stuff and twist something because we want to make a point for that day. You know, our sermon, amen, is requiring us to make a certain point. Amen. We have to be careful about that because we'll take away certain truths from the rest of the Bible, amen, trying to make a point. Get out of here with your points. Get out of here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God, amen, is an overall God, amen, that take care of everything, man. God take care of everything. He don't want his children walking around here looking like a bunch of pagans and bombs, amen, like they don't know where they're at and who they belong to and where they're going in life. He, that's a lie. That's a lie. I don't witness to this boy on my job telling him how good he is, how good God is, and he watching me suffering just like he's suffering. Something wrong with that. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Do you know that Roman 10 and 14 ends by saying these words, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, get ready to hear and receive a faith-filled preacher, Pastor Clifford Kraft, who is about to deliver you a word straight from God. Now, here is today's message. If God says no good thing will I withhold from you, you have to determine what is good. What is a good thing to you? What is a good thing to you? All right. Now, here's what I'm going to say, and it might be a little exaggeration as far as you're concerned. It's not to me. Because the truth is, amen, 
I can decide that I'm tired of driving this car that's, that's running me crazy. Yeah. I just got it fixed last month. Yeah. And, and, and four months ago, I was in the shop. I'm tired of patching up this car. Let me talk to somebody. I'm tired of patching this car. Amen. I want me another car. I got the wrong crew. God knows I have. Chantel, it is just as natural and just as human or humanly for me to look in my bank account and check the account and see what do I have to put toward a car, isn't it? God ain't never told you to live that way. Though. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. God, God, God never, we learned that in school. We learned it from our parents. We learned it, okay? It's supposed to be just good sense stuff. Amen. But it's, but it's not scripture, though. It sounds right. If you go to a workshop and listen to that kind of teaching, you, feel, you come out feeling like you learned something. What? What your mama told you? You already know that. Amen. That you have to save, you have to budget, you know? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You have to learn how to look ahead and all that, save for a rainy day and all that. People, ain't no rainy day in the Bible. You said, Pastor Crab, God didn't have to put that in there. God gave you a mind. You shut up or I slap you. The Bible say we have the mind of Christ. Now, I ain't going with my mind. How am I going to go with my crazy mind? I ain't going with my mind. I got the... Well, well, you know, you know, if you're raised right, you, you know, you have some sense. Yeah, you're looking for a fight, too, because the truth is, amen, they gave me what they had. Just like your mom and dad gave you what they had. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you something. Praise God. Amen. Most of us didn't know what, what God had said. We didn't know what God had said. And how many of amen went in the Bible and investigate the scripture when the preacher preached? You ain't investigate no Bible. You ain't looked into it. So we have basically developed mindsets that had nothing to do with God. It's called being rational or, you know, learn how to, to just... Come on. Only because you don't have a lot of time, I'm going to do this shit. Go, go, come on. But hey, I'm, no, no, please. I'm going to do this shit. Go, go to, oh, God, I got to cut my message in half. Go, go, if you will, to 2 Corinthians. I'll be back here Wednesday, y'all. I'll be back here Wednesday. Second <coughs> Corinthians, if you will, and let's see where we go here. Amen. When you when you are teaching like this, it requires you to, at some point to reach and get another teaching, amen, that help you understand why you got that teaching, amen. You might have to go and get another teaching to help you understand why you dealt with that teaching that will lead to this teaching. Sometimes it becomes necessary to do that so that people don't have mental blocks about what they're trying to learn. They're looking at it, they see it, but mental blocks blocks it back out. Where you see it, but you can't live it. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, you send it in the Bible, but you want to take it and do something else with it. Why? Because your logical mind is being logical. It's being logical, and so you can't get past logical. Oh, am I teaching, babe? You, you can't get past it because it, things have to be logical for you to understand it, and so it, it, it's hard for it to compute. You know, the first thing God does, a man that messed a whole lot of people up until faith came for them to see something else, and that 2,000 years ago, a man hung on a tree, amen, and shed blood for me, amen, in order for me to go to heaven. Somebody, amen, still don't believe that today because they ain't saved. Yeah, it seemed to be uh, a simple concept, but because they can't believe that that's what happened, and, amen. And then he got up the third day. Yeah, he got up. And you believe that? Yeah. And so he went back to heaven. Yes, he did. And then you got another tell me he born of a virgin. Yeah. And he opened blind eyes and walked on the water and, 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 and two fish and five loaves and, and all that. Y'all crazy. Do you hear me? They're, those are people who reason. They reason. If you don't watch it, you as a Christian do the same thing. But God didn't give us the way to get away from it. He said, casting down imagination. Imagination reasoning. Every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And bring it to captivity every thought until the obedience of Jesus Christ. And we have to do that. Because if we don't do that, there'll be uh, uh, opportunities to grow in God and we won't take them because it just seemed too far, too far-fetched. It just, it's just more than what I learned in Sunday school. It's just more than what my pastor taught me. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. But the Bible said, I know, but maybe you Maybe you're doing something. We're twisting something. I said, well, then you read the same thing I'm reading. Tell me what's twisted about that. I don't know, Pastor. I think you're twisting the scripture. If I say, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, what I twist about that? Did I twist anything? What you get out of it? That God loved him so much that he gave his son to die for the world. You know what you get out of it? That's the way you should read scripture. Are you with me? You go along with it? Go to 2 Corinthians, if you will, chapter 8 and chapter 9. Now, now on Wednesday, we chopped all this stuff up, amen, so it will make sense to everybody. Today, we don't have time to do all of it, but we at least give you something to look into, amen, and then if you're willing to come back Wednesday, you'll ride with the rest of us. Because honey, us going to ride. Hallelujah. When I found out that I could take God's word, amen, and have my life catapulted, amen, from one place to another, amen, I say, this is exciting, and I love it. I love it. I love it. All y'all may make something out of this, but the truth is, a long time ago, and then I'm reading the scripture, somebody gave me a little bitty, a small Mercedes-Benz as a gift. I don't know where it was in, it's supposed to have been an insult or not, but I said, I love it. Thank you. And I took my little Mercedes home with me. I put it on the dresser. And every time I go through the bedroom, I see my little Mercedes-Benz on the dresser. You know what I did, brother? About 10 years later, 
I had a beautiful picture of that same little bitty Mercedes. I don't even know where I got it from. You know what it is? In my office, I tacked it on the wall. I didn't care if it didn't make no, no sense to anybody else. I said, one day, they going to get me a Mercedes. Amen. Now, if I was making the kind of money where that was just simple, I would have to do all that, just go buy it. I don't have money by no Mercedes. I'm trying to get the money, amen, to get my trucks fixed, okay? It's truth. I'm not lying to you, okay? Like most men, I don't know whether y'all do it or not, if there are two cars in our family, I give the best car to my wife. She drives the, drive the pretty car. I drive the ugly car. Uh, uh, brothers. Did you hear what I just said? Okay, then. All right. So I drive the ugly car. I give her the pretty car. It, it's been like that for many years. But at some point, amen, you know, she said, amen, she wanted to buy her own car. Amen. Well, she ain't got nothing else to do. Go ahead and buy your own car. Okay. What I mean? I don't let her pay bills. And, and it's not that I make a lot of money. It's just that I don't permit it. And I don't let the money tell me I can't do it. I made my mind up a long time ago that she, I ain't spending her money to pay no bills with. You know, and all this stuff talking about half and half. You can't find half and half, no 50-50 in the Bible either. I bet you that. I bet you won't find no 50-50 in the Bible. With your 50-50 self. You won't find no 50-50 in the Bible. No fit. That was wrong. Folk get married on, based upon some 50-50 theory. God ain't gave you no 50-50 theory. Anyway, see how they make me mad. <laughs> One Sunday, amen, brother, amen, I had priests, and I was just in a dynamite mood. I mean, oh, I felt so good. And I, when I finished preaching, amen, oh, God, okay, all right. So I didn't have to wait on Gwen that Sunday. She drove her own car, amen. I'm leaving, amen. I walked out that door, DJ, wherever he's at, amen, DJ was putting his stuff up. He was putting the trunk of his car, amen, and I said, DJ, praise God, amen, I had a great day. I said, DJ, I got to get my, I said, that show's a pretty car you drive. He said, thank you, bitch. I said, I got to get my old trunk painted or something. God, no. Yep. I said, oh, one day, DJ, I'm going to get me a night car. He said, bless you. Why don't you get your Mercedes? I said, I sure would love to. <laughs> Got in my truck, went to Crows and went shopping. She, she, preacher shop with a suit on? Yep. The first time I ever done that, boy, I shopped attack walking down the mile. You know, just throwing stuff in the buggy. I just, it's not like a little kid, just throwing it in the buggy. And then coming down, I was in a great mood. Speaking to everybody, hey, 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 hey. So when I got out, I, I unload the stuff from the buggy to my truck, amen, and put the buggy up, amen, jumped up in my truck, amen, and carelessly put them reverse and didn't look back. I looked in time from the side mirror, and this man is right there, and I'm about to tear him up, amen, and I hit the brakes, and he froze. And I said, sir, please forgive me. He said, come on out. Amen. He backed up. I backed out. I said, sir, please forgive me. I didn't, I didn't see you. I didn't. He said, it's okay. It's okay. Come on out. Come on out. And I backed out. And uh, that car, that Mercedes-Benz I'm driving, was sitting next to my truck. And he was putting groceries in the trunk of that. You know? And I pulled up, still trying to appease him. 
I said, sir, that sure is a pretty car you drive. You know, uh, I'm, I'm Uncle Tommy right now. I'm Uncle Tommy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm just trying to be kind. I'm just trying to be kind. I don't almost kill this man. I'm trying to be kind. <laughs> so he said, so he said uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I said, yeah, one of these days, I just told the boy, got to church. I said, one day they're going to get me a Mercedes. He said, well, you're talking to the right man. I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, I'm Dave Lee. He said, I'm the sales manager at Mercedes Benz. I said, oh, crap. I said, give me one of your cars. I ain't want no car. <laughs> For what? For what? But I ain't got no car, but come out and see me sometime. I said, okay, I will. I pulled out. That Tuesday, you can't tell me that the Holy Ghost don't talk. The Spirit of God say, call over to the Mercedes Benz. I'm like, for what? For what? And yeah, but I obeyed, okay? Because I knew I hadn't thought about that. And I called, and a lady asked me, say, well, who do you want to speak to? I said, Mr. Dave Lee? She said, okay, and who should I tell him to call? And I said, Cliff Craft. So he answered the phone. I said, Mr. Lee, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm the guy that almost hit you. He giggled, you know what I mean? Okay. I said, listen, you told me stop over there sometime. He said, yes, uh, come over Thursday by 5 o'clock. What did I just hear? That was too specific, brother. That was too specific. All right? So I'm listening. I ain't stupid. Thursday at 5 o'clock. Thursday at 5 o'clock, I walked through that door. Amen. And, and, and the lady sitting there, y'all go to Mercedes Benz Place, am I telling the truth? They sit right there at the door. She's sitting right there. She said, hi, can I help you? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I would like to see Mr. Daly. She said, who are you? I said, Cliff Craft. She got the phone and said, uh, Mr. Lee, uh, uh, Cliff Craft right here, want to see you? He said, tell him to come on around. Walked on around. He came out, met me, big smile on his face. Hey, 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 that. Took me back there, introduced me to the salesperson. Amen. The guy that was a salesperson, he's a black guy, amen, he was a piano and organ player for his church. So he and I back there having church. Yeah, we are. We having church back there. He's showing me coffee. I ain't paying attention to none of them because I ain't got none of them tags, none of them tickets up there. I ain't got none of that, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? And, and Dave Lee, hear the conversation, comes back there and say, are you showing him anything? He said, yeah, but he said that right now he just can't afford none of this. He said, oh. He said, well, uh, uh, I thought you said you like my car. I said, I love your car. He said, you want to see it? Yeah. So he tell the guy to pull it around. The guy pulled it around. He said, get in. I got in. I said, oh, my God. You're going through all these changes. And I'm going through. Get out the car. I said, nice, nice, nice. Would you like to have it? Love to have it. Amen. What you want to put down on it? I said, I have a truck. I said, can I trade my truck in? He said, uh, let, me, uh, let me keep it and see what the value of it is. They're going to give me $5,555 for it. I dare you, who do? <laughs> my truck. 55. 55 my truck. I said, so, 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 long story short. Now, long story short, amen, amen. I said, yes, but with the payment, with that little money down, I'm like, oh, wait. I said, I don't need this. I don't need this. Oh, I don't need this. Amen. I came out. Tell you that God is awesome. Because all of this was a setup. Yes. DJ started it. 
It was all God. He didn't know that he was acting according to God's word. Amen. I had no idea, but God did. So the phone rings, amen, the next day. Hey, hey, how you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Great, great. Where are you? I said, I'm at the house. Ah, God, mm, I got to get something to you. I said, okay, well, I don't know. I'm mean, I mean, at the house. Where Gwen at? I said, she's at work. I'm closer to Gwen. So go to Gwen's place, amen. Gwen comes home that evening. She says nothing to me. <laughs> I mean, she's sitting there, sitting there looking at TV. I said, that lady said she had one dog dog. I, I thought she had something. I don't know where it was, but I wanted it. I don't know. I don't know where it was, but I, I, I can tell in my spirit. I, don't you know? Don't you know when you finna get blessed? I mean, you just, just show us. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I want. Amen. Gwen said to me, "Claire, Claire, come here." Do you know what, what, what they gave you? I said, "I have no idea." So she gives it to me, and I said. Gwen, Gwen, she said, yeah, Cliff. She said, go buy that car. <laughs> Just to be courteous, somebody is blessing you, you know, to buy a car, I called them. I said, what kind of car do you think I should buy? They say, that Mercedes you say you want. <laughs> she said, not that. Can I, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? That didn't come from out working hard all day and saving up my money. How many of y'all know that? How many of y'all know that? Can I, can I tell you something? That when God say he'll give you the desires of your heart, do you know that God will give you the desires of your heart? Do you know that God will do that? I want you to believe me today. I want you to believe me, Okay. And then this last scripture that we're, that we're ending it with, amen. I want you to believe this too. Chapter 8, I'm only going to read one verse from there. Chapter 8, 2 Corinthians, verse 8. I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the difference of others. You need to read that whole passage there so you can fully understand why he said that. Verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. If you ain't careful, they would tell you that that rich right there has nothing to do with money. I want you to hear this from, your, from, from this man up here. Amen. They'll line through their teeth because if you look the word up in the Greek, amen, it's talking about money. The word, uh, it's hard to pronounce, plosius or something like that, plosius, amen. It has to do with richness or wealth. It said that God was so very wealthy in heaven, rich, he became poor, meaning like human, man, amen, that we, through his impoverishment becoming poor, might become Rich, look the word up and see what it means. People, listen to me. In chapter 9, Paul tells you how that happens. Come on, and I'm finished. Come on, chapter 9, go there. 
Verse 6, read all of this. Read chapter 8 and chapter 9 together. Get you two or three different translations. Get your concordance and whatever you need in order to get the best understanding. Here we go at verse 6. Uh, I'm not even doing you right. Oh, uh, God. Look at verse 5. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand. What are they preparing? Money, alms, finances to take to the poor. Watch this here. Which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. You listening to me? Look at verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. In other words, don't let nobody wring it out of you. Don't let nobody twist it out of you. For God loves a cheerful giver, one who desires to do it. Look at verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always have an all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? God gave us the way. And the church walks in fear toward that right there more than they do anything else in the world. They're so afraid to trust God's word right there. For years as a pastor in Everton, Georgia, I found myself literally screaming that out, trying to get people to see that it was real. God wouldn't lie to us like that. He wouldn't set us up like that. He meant what he said. When the scriptures say, give and it shall be given back to you, all of that is real. It's real. Whatsoever man sow, he shall reap. That's real. And so Paul then takes this whole sowing thing. I got about you. You listen to me, sister. You'll be surprised how many people here turning me off right now. Yeah, they are. For the same reason they always did. Because they can't handle that. They think you want the few little dollars in their pocket. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm bold enough to say it. Amen. I never had a big church. Always a small group of people. But you know what? Not one time did I do without because they squeezed their money and put it in the pan. It didn't never stop me. I walked off my job to be a full-time pastor, to take care of God's people, to be available to them. Amen. And I knew I wouldn't have to depend on them if they decide they didn't want to give. I knew it. I knew that God had me. I knew he going to take care of me either way. You better believe it, baby. You know what I have watched many days, amen, in church? I have watched when I come out to church where the church in the office tell us, Bishop, we didn't take up for such and such. We ain't got no money to pay you this Sunday. We just going to pay the bills. I said, pay the bills. You don't want us to give you nothing? I said, no, pay the bill. I said, God got me. Half of the time I didn't even get home without saying, hey, Bishop, got something for you. Got something for you. One time, I was being taken care of more outside the church to people who were not members of the church than I was to those who were members of the church. I dressed good. I ate good. I drove good. I lived good. 
just being faithful to God's word. Paying my tithes against paying bills, I paid the tithe. Paid the tithe when I scared her half to death. Cliff, how we gonna how we gonna live if you do that? I said, I bet you one thing. I bet you one thing. Something gonna have to do without, and it ain't gonna be God. Oh, ain't gonna be God. I have lived the word, test the word, seen the word, do exactly what God said would do. It would do what God said would do. Don't you know God knew that when he saved us, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 2, don't you know the Bible tells us that he knew exactly who he was cho- choosing? Yes. He said, not, he said not, there, there's not men and noblemen among you. Not many well to do. Not many very intelligent, he said. Not from a noble background. He said, but God on purpose intentionally chose you, selected you. In James chapter 2 and verse 5, it says that God on purpose chose those who are poor in this life to confound, to confuse those, amen, who think that they somebody because they got a couple of nickels. God said, don't you know I can take them from the projects? God said, don't you know I can take them from nothing? Don't you know I pull them up from the dunghill and set them with princes? Don't you know that? Don't you know that I am God? God said, I don't care where you're from. The worst thing for all of us to do, amen, is try to define who you are without God telling you. Worst thing for you to do, amen, is examine who you are based upon what you got in you. Yeah, I feel that. Don't you never let your checkbook tell you who you are. Amen. Amen. You know, the job ain't really paying me that much. If you get your eyes on that doing job and put your eye on Jesus Christ, the Bible says, look at that Christ, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down in victory. Say amen, church. God wants us looking to him. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't want you sitting somewhere worried about how you're going to make it. Don't you know how bad it hurts God's heart when he see one of us all bent over, despondent, in despair, feeling sorry for ourselves? Don't you know how bad that hurts him when he know the price that he paid for us to have a good life? Hallelujah. Ask you one question before we dismiss the church. I want you to hear me. Heard a man of God say just three weeks ago, I could have ran down the street when he said it. I said, he's he's talking my talk. He said, when God put all the wealth that he put in this earth, who do you think he had in mind? 
then the church, the very ones that's trying to be pious and trying to impress people, amen, with a false humility called humbleness. They call that being humble. You're, you're a liar, amen. Nobody's humble until they choose to live by the word of God. Absolutely. That's, that's being humble when you decide to live by God's word. Amen. I can't impress you walking around looking like this here with raggedy shoes on my feet. Time out to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God, praise the Lord. Amen. I can't. Who am I going to impress? When the Son of God made us free, he made us free indeed. I'm going to live good. Yes, sir. Hear me, baby girl? I'm going to live good. I am. It ain't nothing going to stop that. I'm going to live good. Amen. I'm going to live good. I'm going to dress good. I'm going to eat good. I'm going to walk with my head up. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I'm a son of God. Hallelujah, somebody. Y'all stand on your feet. Glory be to God. Son of God. Heir of God. Joint heir with Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.